Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome to The Broad Experience, the show about women, the workplace, and success. I'm Ashley Miltite. This time, data shows a lot of women are dropping out of the workforce due to the pressures of COVID. It's not surprising, and yet... When we start to deprioritize our careers and prioritize a partner's career, there's like this inherent message of, my career, my identity, my desire, less important. Coming up, a business owner falls into that exact trap, then pulls herself out. So before we get into the show, I just want to say I really hope these shows on what's happening to women's careers right now are helpful, that they're useful to you in some way. That's always been the aim of this podcast ever since I first started it eight years ago. And I know we are all individuals and different people are going through different things at the moment. The last time the show focused on two women without kids, because I think that point of view gets left out quite a lot with all the focus on family well-being during this pandemic. But you can also be single without kids. And again, if that's you you're probably having a totally different experience than a lot of other people during these weird, unprecedented times. I want to get in as many perspectives as possible. So if you feel something about the current women and work situation isn't being covered, and especially if you'd like to contribute to the show yourself, get in touch with me. I'd love to hear from you. In this episode, we're back to the topic of partners. And I know from my listeners that many of you in heterosexual relationships have great husbands and boyfriends who really are just as enmeshed in the work-life balance as you are. But that's not everybody. The latest U.S. jobs report shows many more women than men left the workforce in September, four times as many. It's data that reflects what we've already talked about on the show that a good number of women have decided the pandemic juggle is just too demanding, especially with so many kids in the U.S. still doing school from home. They're relying on a partner's income to see them through while they manage the home front. My guest this week is Rachel Garrett. She's a coach who specialises in helping women with career transitions and getting what they want in the workplace. She featured in one of those shows I did in early 2019 on the coaching industry. And I approached Rachel several weeks ago because I had begun to think, women are the majority of people who hire coaches 
and they're the majority of coaches as well. As a sex, women are busier than ever before, so you'd think we'd have less time to focus on career stuff. At the same time, we're in a period of huge career upheaval for a lot of people. So maybe the coaching business is doing great. Well, it turns out Rachel has lived both sides of this. When COVID hit, she'd been doing well, working with corporate clients and individuals, both in New York City, where she lives, and by Zoom in different parts of the country. Then, in March... People who were about to sign on said, you know what, let me come back to you. I can't focus on this. And then some of the people that I was working with, we continued to work together for a little while, but they were just so overwhelmed by what they were dealing with on a day-to-day with their kids and filling in all of the gaps there that many of them said, can we take a pause? Can we take a break? So I did that and I was pretty focused on some of this corporate work. But then there was a moment in May where I said to my husband, you know what? I'm down to one private client and she has COVID. But there was something else going on too. It wasn't just that her clients had disappeared. Rachel wasn't hustling the way she usually did to bring in new business. She and her husband have daughters who are 9 and 12, and from mid-March, they were at home. What happened to you in the spring? Did you find yourself falling into the same gender traps that other people have? I absolutely did. And it wasn't something my partner ever asked me to do. It was something I took on myself. I said, well, I need to be the one helping with the school and getting them on Zooms and helping with the technology issues we were having. I need to be the one to make sure my elderly uncle is safe in his um, assisted living. And I need to be the one who is figuring out how this is going to work. And so I was reaching out less uh, about my business. I was writing less and I was in a habit of writing weekly. I didn't know what to write about. I I felt very stuck. What could she advise her usual clientele when it felt like the bottom was falling out of all their worlds? Most of her clients are married with kids. Childcare was suddenly unavailable, unless you're one of the very rare people who has a live-in nanny. And Rachel noticed one thing right at the start of the pandemic when so many of us were sent home. A lot of the male partners, their employers were not responding to the fact that these men were parents. And there was the expectation that women would get a little bit more flexibility and would, you know, fill in the gaps, whereas the the men were expected to just, you know, 7.30 to 7 still, you know, and, and great, now there's no commute. We can have them for more time. The same thing was happening in her own house. Her husband works in consulting. Normally, he works out of an office in Manhattan, pretty long hours. She works in an office at home. But when the pandemic kicked in... I gave my husband the home office for the full day and he was on calls and, you know, I was crunched on my bed (laughs) doing these client sessions where we were talking about really traumatic things. And, you know, there was this moment where I said, this has to shift. As someone who takes a stand for women's careers and for women prioritizing their careers, 
I am not prioritizing my business right now. So she took a step back and really thought about why she wasn't taking her own advice during lockdown. I realized that I was getting these subtle messages, you know, from the media. You know, I was always the one reached that the school reached out to. And it was, you know, I'm the one who has to be in charge. And if I'm a good mom to my girls right now, I have to really be present for their every need and their every emotional need. She thought about that and how she'd fallen into the same trap she would usually advise other women to avoid, putting everyone else ahead of themselves. But the pandemic had turned things upside down. It was easy to revert to stereotypes. At this point, Rachel had to think through what part she was playing in this and what part her husband was playing. Yes, she was bent into a pretzel on their bed doing her work while he made his calls out of a comfortable home office. He was enabling the situation, but she hadn't asked for anything different. So she launched a series of conversations. I need a better work situation. You know, what's it going to look like? And, you know, looking at at desks and looking at ways I could close a door and setting better boundaries with the girls and asking them to do more, which, you know, my girls are at an age where that's really possible. Having these discussions has made a big difference. One tricky area was screen time. Her husband was worried the kids were spending too much time on screens during lockdown. And Rachel's like, well, yes, And their screen time allows some of my work time. And I had to put it out there. I was like, they're healthy. They're emotionally well. They have what they need. During a pandemic, if they have a little extra screen time so I can have more time to focus while we can't bring in a a babysitter, that may be what we need to do. And there, there were some negotiations there. And as she reclaimed her time, she began to refocus her business on helping women get what they want from their career during the pandemic, on clarifying their needs, particularly as working parents. Her old website copy was replaced with new copy that directly addresses what's going on now. She put the time into marketing and business began to come back. It was because in some ways I had a focus and I was speaking directly to where they were. Um, And I ended up having one of my best months in July, which was pretty incredible given, you know, where I was. And it's in no small part, too, that I had childcare during July. I was able to bring in a, a former sitter safely and I had almost full-time childcare for my younger one, where that was part of what I needed. And I think it's important to say because childcare is so critical to women's career success. Without that babysitter, she would not be doing as well. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. 
you'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. So Rachel's found a situation that works for her, even as her children continue to attend school from home most days a week. And to the women who say, look, this is just too hard. Something has to give and it's going to be my job, at least for now. Rachel says this. To me, the the tactics are figure outable. It's the fear that is reinforced by, as I say, a lot of the messaging that we hear that we need to be the ones there. For me, I think there are some ways to help women take baby steps through that. And maybe that's taking on project work, seeing if you could do something part-time. She tells women who really want to leave, keep a toe in or even a whole foot. She says, of course you can come back. It is absolutely doable, but it is harder, mostly because of the mindset work and the confidence. Now, there are different views on the wisdom of taking a career break. And I want to leave Rachel for a minute and go to Aviva Wittenberg-Cox, who was here a couple of shows ago. When I spoke to Aviva last month, she was also a big advocate of the conversation, the discussion between two partners about who does what and how they work together to run things. And not just during a crisis. You know, I've done a lot of work on dual career couples. So I keep saying, you know, bring your leadership skills home, work with your spouse as though they were part of the most important team in your life. So vision days, budgeting, future planning, scenario planning, um, contracting, performance appraisals, do it. Do it with your spouse, right? All of those things are very useful. Monthly, you know, monthly sit down catch ups, one on one. All the things you do automatically with your team at work, people don't do with their team at home. Um, and I think actually lockdown was a good time to start doing that kind of thing, including children and this kind of stuff. So they learn all the complexities of managing through really tough times. It is always a learning opportunity. And I just add that um, for the women who are, you know, stuck in this time and space and parenting, I still believe that this generation of women we're seeing emerge now will have their best career years later than we expect. So post 50, I think are really those peak female career years especially for women with families who want to spend some time on that. And I think, why not? That's just a very, it's a different shape of career than the one we've been sold and the one that men abide by, right? And that's okay. Okay, but what about the women who are right now saying, look, I just, I have to step away from my career. My family needs me. To them, I would say, you know, don't swallow the Kool-Aid that I keep hearing that, oh, my God, you're taking time off. It's so hard to re-entry, blah, 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 blah. No, it's not. 
don't don't buy that either. Take all the time you want, and you can always get back in somehow. It's not. I don't say it's easy, but it's a lot about the narrative you spin on what you're doing and why you're doing it, and your ability and confidence in selling the package or recreating yourself on your own. Right? Uh, again, I do think entrepreneurship is a good solution, but I just hear women so traumatized by the idea of stopping momentarily, which a lot of people, a lot of women in a lot of countries do very naturally, right? It's not the end of the world. As I keep also repeating, longevity means that our careers are going to be 50 years long, at least. Um, what you do with a few years in the middle is going to matter less and less and less. So a slightly different point of view, but she overlaps with Rachel in that emphasis on re-entering successfully being a lot about confidence and mindset. And it may be harder to marshal that confidence the longer you're out. If you're still very much working, you may be so busy on so many fronts, you haven't had the space to sit down and think, to ask, how can I make this easier on myself? Or maybe you have ideas, but voicing them at work feels somehow inappropriate. What do you say to the women who may be thinking, well, this isn't really the time to ask for anything at work because we're all struggling. My boss is struggling. We're all just trying to get through this. So I am really passionate about authentic self-promotion at work. And so I work with women to plant those seeds often of the value they're adding the, you know, the small ideas they may have come up with that made a big impact. And so when you get in the habit of doing more of that, the conversation about asking for what you need shifts. And so, yeah, if the conversations are always about what you need, then I get it. But we need to make sure you're balancing that out so that they're really seeing the critical value that you're bringing. And, you know, in that conversation, it's seeing, I, I think people should always be networking and interviewing a couple times a year. So you know what else is out there and you know what your street value is. Uh, so it's good to know that you always have options if you're not stuck in this role, even in a pandemic. I'm seeing people get out of toxic roles and get into new roles that are a better fit for them because they're clear on what they need and they ask for it. She doesn't just help women practice the discussions they might have with managers or during job interviews. She addresses the home front too. One of the things that I've been doing with clients is helping them, you know, role play conversations with their partners to really advocate for what they need and most often the male partners are coming from a really good, loving, equitable place, but they don't see the things that we see. And so it's on us to raise it and have the conversations, which are hard, but important if, if you want to keep that career going so you can create a little bit more space for yourself. Well, that brings me neatly to my next question, because I was going to ask you, what is your husband doing now that he wasn't in March or April? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> um, so he, well, first of all, he is typically more of the cook in our family. And so, but I did find that his meetings ran longer. So I would jump in and start doing dinner. 
And now I just keep my door closed until 6.30. <laughs> Maybe I'm just checking on emails. And, um, and then he ends up going and getting dinner started. He does pretty much all the cooking, which is great. He's more aware of all the school staff as well. And when she does get on a Zoom meeting with the kids' school and he has a work call, she sees it as a choice that, yes, she wants to be in that meeting. And she knows this is an incredibly challenging time and that staying ambitious, asking for that promotion, these things aren't as easy when events are pulling you in so many directions. But she firmly believes women shouldn't sideline themselves. The key thing is that when we start to deprioritize our careers and prioritize a partner's career, there's like this inherent message of, my career, my identity, my desire, less important. And that first step to regaining that career and stepping out and doing what you want to do is saying, no, I I have to make the time. I have to make the time to find a job. I have to make the time to think about what I want. I have to ask for what I want. And These things that I want are just as important as what you want. Rachel Garrett. I'll link you to Rachel's website and some other information in the show notes under this episode at thebroadexperience.com. And if you like this independent show, please tell your friends about it. I know a lot of you have done this already, but just please keep on sharing the episodes on social media. Anything you can do to support this one-woman production that still exists in a sea of celebrity-hosted podcasts is truly much appreciated. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on the show's Facebook page. And if you've hit me up on LinkedIn and I've ignored you, it's only because I have no idea when listeners are sending invites unless they say that they're a listener to the show. So if that's you, just do write a quick note so I know who you are. And again, if you feel strongly that something is not being covered and you'd like it to be covered, please get in touch with me. You can always just email me at ashley at thebroadexperience.com. That's The Broad Experience for this time. I'm Ashley Miltite. Thanks for listening. <laughs>